0: Hey, hey. Welcome to episode 43 of the Authors Read podcast. I'm your host, Leah Ryan. Today we have a return guest. Author Michael Bianco Splann is back to read an excerpt from his other book, Conscious Leadership, Seven Principles That Will Change Your Business and Change Your Life. This is Michael Bianco Splann. My book is Conscious Leadership, Seven principles that will change your business and change your life. Conscious Leadership Principle Number Two Be a Peace Builder The Inside Job Being a conscious leader is all about connecting with other human beings. At the heart of the human connection is understanding. However, through many experiences gathered over the past several decades, I know that in order to be a great leader, I must first quell the fires within my soul. Finding inner peace opens the space to create outer peace, allowing for conscious leadership to have a place to live and thrive. For most of us, inner serenity is one of the most challenging states to achieve. But when you've built this place of peace inside you, you've mastered something powerful and precious, because it is only from a place of peace that you can truly understand another human being. For a moment, imagine planet Earth, inhabited by its seven plus billion humans. As they walk around, their heads down, hiding behind the scars of their experience. They are caught up in an ego-driven inner world where the incessant voice dictates a fearful existence of each person trying to hide his or her genuine self from everyone else. You know the voice to which I'm referring. It's the voice that nags. Be careful. Am I okay? What if I say that? Is he, she, they looking at me? Do they know how scared I am? What if they find out? This ego-driven false self prevents us from living where life occurs, in the present tense. When we become aware of being aware, we open the door to consciousness. The distinction between the real you and your false ego self can be tricky business. Our ego keeps us within the lines, smoothing the rough edges of our emotional response and preventing us from wandering too far off the farm. Despite the appropriate controls our ego enforces, its limiting influences pull us away from living in the present tense by inserting the voice of doom, gloom, restriction, and apprehension. Think back to when you were growing up. What did you want to do as an adult? Did you have fantasies of stardom? Did you want to dance or sing or become a doctor? Did you envision having a spouse who was your best friend, passionate lover, and soulmate? What happened to your deepest desires? What prevented you from realizing your dreams? The answer in part lies with the limitations placed on your sense of self by a limiting ego. That ego is chiding, urging caution and removing you from the present and into the fear of an unknown future. A simple way to gain access to consciousness is to breathe. Physiologically, you carry yourself particularly in stressful and high-impact moments with very shallow breathing that stays in the upper part of the chest cavity and throat. This restrictive style of breathing fails to provide the body with life-filling air creating a less-than-optimal framework in which to operate fully engaged in the day-to-day events of your life. Taking a moment to do a pulse check on your breathing, especially when engaged in challenging events and or human interactions, will in itself bring you to a point of increased awareness, thus allowing you to take restorative action to gain centeredness. Take a few moments now to breathe intentionally. Feel the air flow into your lungs and fill up the chest cavity, infusing all parts of your body. Then feel the exhalation as it leaves your body, carrying with it the stress of the moment, freeing you to be present to your here-and-now experience. A few intentional breaths will almost immediately lower your heart rate, open your blood vessels, and significantly reduce anxiety, stress, and fear. Our internal belief systems create biases that manifest as anything from pet peeves to outright barriers that block honest human exchange. We carry these certainties as unconscious screens through which all interactions are weighed and delivered. As a leader, I recognize my own fires within, which demands intentional introspection and acknowledgement in order to quell the flames that prevent honest connection. For me, Acknowledging and reconciling my own pervasive experience of abandonment, attributed to my being put up for adoption, provided important insights to address quelling the fuel-soaked nature of feeling inadequate and less than. The subtlety and insidious nature of our smoldering internal fires can erupt into firestorms with an unintentional event or impulse, brought on many times unconsciously by unintended circumstances, Yet these fires within can cripple effective leadership and collaboration. We all have our pain points. Those indelible moments where love was lost, harsh circumstances found us helpless and hurt, childhood fears were never addressed, that we continue to drag along with us as a psychic ball and chain. Unless we find healing, these firestorms continue to live on inside of us, prevent us from living openly and with the freedom to be our very best selves. The task of overcoming limiting beliefs requires self-honesty and a true desire to connect with those of diverse and our very different beliefs and opinions. The rewards are profound. The first order of business is to recognize in our humanness that these internal impediments exist. Each of us copes with his or her inner firestorms. The next step is to take action, to quell the fires by getting to the root of the flames. This two-step process begins with accurately assessing your greatest fears. Now keep in mind that fears are manifest in a variety of ways, including anger, resentment, jealousy, guilt, self-righteousness, and hostility. How do you identify what really terrifies you? One way is to reflect on your life from the earliest recollections to the present moment and ask yourself, what holds me back? The second step is to gain understanding of the context of your fears. Patterns can be seen in both your primary and secondary relationships. Primary relationships are based on ties of affection and personal loyalty, encompass many different aspects of our lives and endure over long periods of time. They involve a great deal of interaction that focuses on people's feelings and welfare more than accomplishing specific tasks or goals. The family is a great example of primary relationships. Secondary relationships, on the other hand, are organized around fairly narrow ranges of practical interests or goals without which the relationship would not exist. For example, The waiter-customer relationship in a restaurant is secondary because it involves a narrow range of activities, that being exchanging food and services for money, through which the participants meet particular needs or desires. Take time to consider your childhood memories. Were you openly encouraged to be creative, free, and explore the world around you? Conversely, did your relationships with your parents include clear patterns of negativity, loss, criticism, pain, or resentment? Most of us have a wide range of early experiences, both happy and challenging. Were there specific events that scarred you emotionally, experiences that you have not reconciled, forgiven, or otherwise addressed appropriately? We are the composite of our life experiences. If we hold on to painful, harsh events, that baggage will manifest in our present-day human exchanges, sometimes subtly, and other times blatantly. Whether others directly tell you or not, they sense your pain, feel your darkness, and want so much more from you. The very thing desired by those you lead are the human qualities you keep hidden, subdued, and masked by a false smile, a sarcastic innuendo, or a curt insensitive response to an associate. Culturally, men are taught that true masculinity means being strong, tough, unemotional, and stoic. On the other hand, stereotypic roles for women, while evolving, remain undervalued in the professional world. Women who are strongly independent leaders are casually vilified and discredited. The pattern of subjugating women is not merely a part of our shared world history, but remains a toxic reality in the corporate boardrooms of today. Understanding the context in which your fears reside clarifies and reveals the falsehood that prevents you from being fully engaged in your leadership practice, let alone in all other aspects of your life. Separate the facts from the emotional toll and historical duress carried around like a monkey on your back. Shed the fears that are irrational and destructive to your honest self-expression. Are the feelings you lock inside your experiences a true manifestation of your personal and professional worth? Take the chance to expose your fears for what they are. False flags of limiting chatter. Living true to the real you means keeping the chatterbox ego in check and quelling the fires that prevent authentic human connection. Seeking and finding inner peace is a prerequisite to building peace externally. Take the risk to be yourself in your highest aspiration. The real you lives fully and vibrantly in the here and now, not in the fear of an unknown future or the regret of an unrealized past. I'd like to thank Michael for sharing his book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Author's Read Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Author's Read Podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time.